You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. So 80,129 points. That's where the JCO share index finished the day. It was a lot higher earlier on, but still breaching past that 80,000 point mark. And really everything was uh, working for you broadly. If we look at what the major indices were doing, industrial stocks up 1%, financial stocks also up 1%, as well as resources finishing up strongly. Gary Boyson, Portfolio Manager at Rance, was joining us for more on what moved money. Gary, thanks so much for your time. So I was looking to see what significant news had been announced either locally or internationally that pumped markets as strongly as they did. And I struggled to find a single item or a single factor. In your view, what continues to push the market, particularly the JSC higher, as we have seen quite strong, quite a strong start for the year so far? Yeah, sure. So, so there's definitely momentum coming into the week. The, the, the S&P 500 up, was up uh, 1.89% on Friday. And of course, we have a lot of the Asian markets closed for Lunar New Year uh, holidays, which will be going on the whole week. So we've got a little bit of a lower volume and we've got uh, an optimistic close on Wall Street. And we've just had that momentum pushing through into into the JSC session today. So as, as you said at the top of the show, all share index up, up over 1% and most of the indices uh, following suit. Uh, there has been a little bit of good news. I suppose the big, the big good news for the year has been that China's opening up. So the idea that zero COVID is being rolled back and that we, we could have uh, growth out of the world's second largest economy, I think that's definitely supporting you know, energy prices, commodity prices, anything to do with uh, you know, our local miners uh, and, and certainly local miners that, that have a, a role in exporting commodities to China have done very well. Um, but at the same time, we've also got, I suppose, a moderation in the tone from from some uh, Fed uh, officials as well uh, into the end of last week, taking a slightly more hawkish stance. So there's the interest rate uh, factor uh, also playing in the idea that maybe we'll see inflation uh, you know, come being brought under control. Uh, we've had uh, at least a decent inflation print out of the U.S. Uh, it seems like, you know, it might we might be out of the woods yet, but uh, at least we we seem to know what the problem is. <laughs> and even though the Fed has been quite uh, hawkish, markets are a little bit more optimistic that they they might blink and and you might see interest rates uh, potentially even coming down this year, but but probably early next year uh, might see a couple of interest rate cuts. Uh, we also had some some optimistic uh, rumblings coming out of the IMF, uh, just saying that they don't expect the to recession and that's also obviously optimistic it's, it's talking to this growth story this uh, recovery um it, after the the, the the very difficult uh, two years we've had with with COVID-19 and uh, of course the the Ukraine war as well yeah for sure I mean uh, just in terms of what the U.S. Federal Reserve will uh, do or uh, won't do we'll find out on the 1st of February when they meet for their next uh, meeting on interest rates but a week before that in fact this week is our own uh, local monetary policy committee meeting starting off tomorrow and uh, with that decision out on Thursday. I understand that the campus split this time around between a 25 basis point increase and a 50 basis point increase. Which camp are you sitting in and why? Oh, it's a good question. <laughs> so it's interesting. You chat to clients, and some people are saying that there's going to be no interest rate. Oh, right. I, 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 I hope those clients are right. I, I wish that <laughs> I wish that was true, but uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I do think we're in for for at least twenty five uh, basis points. So the, the base the base assumption is that it's going to be fifty basis points, and I, I think that's probably fair. 
um, given where we are. Now, our inflation figures are probably going to come down quite aggressively over, over June and July. So the expectations, just because of the base effects uh, from a year previously, if you look at the year-on-year number in June, we're expecting 4.9%, and, and by July, 4.3%. So yeah, that is, you know, to a degree base effects, uh, just because we had that, that massive spike last year. But uh, it's also good news. So it is giving the, the governor a little bit more room, I think, uh, and, and obviously the, the Monetary Policy Committee members a little bit more room to, to be a little bit more dovish. But, uh, but the base case is still for 50 basis points. We saw the 50 basis points coming through from the Fed in December. Um, yeah, it's, it's almost a, a foregone conclusion <laughs> that we'll get uh, 25 basis points in, uh, in, in, um, in, on the 1st of February. Sure. If you look at Fed Funds futures, it's, it's pricing it at 99.8% chance that we'll get 25 bips up. So I think we, we maybe have a little bit of catch-up still to do. We were a little bit later in starting our, our interest rate hikes in some of our emerging market peers and, and some of the developed markets as well. So I think there is, is probably room for 25 basis points, a very difficult decision. But if I had to if I had to make a bet on it, I'm probably going to say that we, we're going to get 50 um, but yeah, like you say, split decision, a lot of expectations that we could get 25 and it, it, there's not much in it at this stage. It could really go either way. All right. If Which if you're a saver, great for you. It means that uh, you get uh, more uh, for your... Um your rate on your rate of return, as it were. But if you owe people money, it's it's not so great for you because that means you have to pay them a bit more. And it also means that uh, going and uh, looking for credit might be a little bit appealing for you in this environment. Something similar to what Mr. Price was saying is interesting. The uh, statement last week uh, talking about the fact that they had seen such an increase in demand for uh, credit to buy all sorts of things from their stores, clothing to the homeware and sportswear with makeup. And they had to decline quite a a number of people just as a result of their uh, credit worthiness, perhaps in this environment, not being uh, to the liking of their risk appetite. Today, also the Fashini Group coming out with its announcement, uh, talking about how it's performed over the period. And I'd just like your take on investing in retail shares right now with the uh, challenges on uh, higher interest rates and what this means for disposable income to buy uh, clothing and all sorts of other goods. And uh, whether you think retail shares are still are still the place to be right now in that environment. Well, I don't know if they, they've been the place to be. So I think retail, you've got to be very careful. You know, you've got to differentiate between, you know, the grocers and the apparel retailers, number one. So so the grocers, I think, are going to be a little bit more insulated. Uh, they are slightly more defensive in nature. Uh, their earnings are a little bit more stable. Uh, the fashion retailers, of course, uh, depending on which segment of the market you're playing in, uh, you know, are a lot more sensitive to, to things like interest rates. Now, traditionally, higher interest rates obviously means less in the consumer's pocket and, and exactly what you said, uh, what came through in Mr. Price results cash uh, cash consumers are under a lot of pressure a lot more people approaching them for credit and, and having to decline it now what that results in is obviously a decline in volume so if you look at the headline numbers on both Fashini and mr price they look spectacular but this is this is largely driven by acquisitions this is a consolidation of our retail sector uh, so we had mr price buying uh, studio 88 that's making the numbers look very good but if you look through that into the comparable uh, you know the same store uh, sales numbers I mean they, they sh- showed a 3.9 percent decline in revenue 
revenue. Um, at the same time, they saw we saw prices increase by 6.2%. So you've got price inflation, but you've actually got total sales, uh, you know, to- total revenue falling, which which just paints the picture of how much volumes are under pressure at Mr. Price. The, the story is very, very similar at, at TFG. So again, also acquisitive, but if you look through those numbers and you go and look at the uh, the comparable like-for-like retail turnover growth, that was up 5.7%, but but also uh, pushing through some some inflation as well. So also volumes are under pressure uh, at the likes of Fashini. Mr. Price, I think, did fare slightly worse. Uh, just in the fact that uh, there was a lot of promotional activity at Mr. Price. And I think that's led some people to believe that this isn't maybe a a retail sector problem, but really a Mr. Price problem, maybe missing on their fashion lines and having to discount aggressively, you know, more promotion specifically in their men's lines and that, and that then uh, feeding into the, into the poorer numbers. But, uh, you know, Fashini, Fashini dropped their update just after market today. So we're still digging through it, but uh, got a lot more retail updates coming out over the week. So uh, time will tell. Which uh, which retailers are managing to survive a very difficult environment uh, where load shedding is is hitting everyone? All right, a uh, hundred and twelve trading hours. That's how much Fushini said that it lost in the third quarter due to load shedding. But as you say, that uh, announcement coming out after the market closed, the stock finishing up one uh, percent. But we'll see how the market reacts to it in tomorrow's session. Gary, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Gary Boyson, portfolio manager at Rand Swiss. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.